0: Welcome to the show. This is the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, the podcast for me and my co-host, Emily, talk the NASCAR Cup Series four hours a week, three days a week, and hope somebody will listen. A lot to talk about here on this Thursday night. And if you're listening to this on Friday, well, you get a double dose of us because today on Friday or tomorrow on Friday, if you are listening Thursday night, we'll have a full preview episode out for Gateway. Uh, I am Samuel Suss, one of the hosts of the show. Emily, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, you sure can. I am Emily, the co host of the
1: show.
0: (laughs) Glad to have you on, Emily, as always. Thank you for staying up late and, uh, well, I I guess uh, getting told many times uh, that we are starting and then that we were not (laughs) actually starting. um, We're not a little
1: bit of a delayed start tonight. Exactly. It is a delay.
0: That's okay. Uh, We do have a lot going on. Well, I guess not today. But yesterday in the NASCAR world, a big penalty was handed down. We're going to recap the Coke 600 a little bit, preview gateway a little bit. But, Emily, before we do that, uh, go ahead and give us your life update. Give us uh, your joke, your rhetorical question, whatever it is, go ahead. The floor is yours.
1: Um. I was just telling samuel about this a minute ago but i went axe throwing for the first time tonight and you know everyone always talks about it like it's oh let's take it out throw it like it's fine like it's easy right
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: no it's not and i'm pretty sure tomorrow i won't be able to move a muscle in my arm
0: oh no yeah
1: it was quite disastrous honestly so, i mean no one got hurt but like yeah It's not easy.
0: Tell me, or tell our listeners, rather, what you told me about how your first throw went.
1: Yeah, so I throw the first throw, and it, oh, it totally hit the ground. Like, not, didn't make it to the end. Like, it looked like it floated through the air, crooked, sideways, and it just bonks on the ground, and, like, you know, everyone laughs because it was funny, because, you know, it was a disaster. And thankfully, and now I went second, the first girl made, like, bullseye which is like you know no pressure Mm -hmm. and none of us had really done it before so you know i had no clue what to expect and i knew because i can't throw anything very strongly i knew knew it wasn't gonna go well but i'll give it a shot right like i'll try anything yeah that's great it was it was terrible, but other people it did go so well. But I definitely was the worst of the bunch. Hey,
0: that's all right. I feel like.
1: But I tr- I really tried. Now when they got to the part where the guy's like, here, let's do trick throws and uh, let's oh, no. get out tonight knife and throw those. Yeah, I failed at that. I
0: mean, I would just bow it out. Was... I wouldn't even try. Yeah.
1: I, I took a break at one point. I'm like, I'm just going to watch everyone else's technique because mine's not working. Just
0: to, you know, study up a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the poor guy kept trying to sleep. He was like, here, do this, try that. Yeah. No, it didn't work. Didn't work. He, I think he eventually just gave up on me.
0: <laughs> I feel like the one of the funniest things is watching, like, an older person especially, but somebody who has been... Like doing something for a long time, they're trying to teach a younger person, especially somebody like a millennial or a Gen Z or like myself. It's just, I feel bad for them because, you know, they're trying their best and we're just over here, like either on our phones or drinking our Starbucks or eating our tofu, no gluten, fat free, whatever monstrosity, and they're trying to teach us something and we're like, dude, you can try, you're not gonna make any progress. But hey, at least you tried something new. That's good again, You did a you know, lot I mean, better
1: Overall it was enjoyable yeah. I enjoyed doing it with my group I was with um, It's a great like team building Bonding cheer each other on type yeah. activity um, Would I do it again? Uh, yes if I needed to <laughs> I'd rather go bowling or something Which I also suck at yeah. But I mean overall It was an enjoyable experience It wasn't terrible Again will I be able to move my arms tomorrow? Probably not they're heavy, and I think I killed my muscles and like oh. pulled a few of them.
0: Oh, but that's it's okay. that's. A, but hey, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Um, I feel like something like an axe must be so hard to throw because, you know, it's got the long handle, right? So you feel like right. you have all that leverage, but it also has a metal blade, so it's heavy. How I don't know how much axes weigh. I feel like the ones that I have used, like to actually use it as an axe, have been four or five pounds at most. I mean, I, I used to learn or I learned to use one safely and all that jazz. I never, I've never thrown one recreationally for sport, but I feel like it'd be something really hard to do because, you know, the wood handle itself is not that heavy. It's a metal blade that adds most of the weight to it. So I feel like that's, you know something very difficult there's probably some physics nerd or aerodynamic nerd that can probably like perfect the way uh, there's the scientist on youtube uh, most of y'all probably know who he is but mark rober he used to work for nasa he has engineered like baseballs basketballs bowling balls that are engineered to hit their mark every single time without fail it'd be really cool if he could do that to a nascar stock car right like make a car for, like, an easy track, like a track where there's, like, an obvious optimal line. Like Martinsville. If you can make a car for Martinsville that just rips around the bottom, like, without fail, without handling issues, that would be sick. Just really cool to see, but uh, I doubt that's happening anytime soon. Um, My updates, and Emily, you know this, the whole family knows it, because I I put it in the WhatsApp. But last night I was able to, uh, I went to a minor league baseball game, I got to go see the Arkansas Travelers. They got absolutely smoked for uh, any, anybody's information. They got, like, punched in the mouth a lot. Um, but I was able to get a baseball, and I, I was thinking about this, Emily. Uh, mm-hmm. The two, the one, well, I'm getting off track here. I think NASCAR is probably the best major sport in the world when it comes to fan access. I mean, as a NASCAR fan, if you are willing to pay enough money... You can literally get two feet, or maybe not two feet, eight feet away from the car. You can get a few feet away from the pit box and the crew chief. You can literally stand next to Rick Hendrick or Joe Gibbs or Roger Penske or Richard Childers or any number of Hall of Famers. Um, You know, you can go in the garage area and watch the teams work on their cars. I don't think there is any sport that comes close to NASCAR in terms of fan experience. However, baseball may be a very close second. Now, I know this was a minor league game. It does not compare, like, I mean, it does not compare to Major League Baseball. But the amount of accessibility that you have to these players, especially in minor league parks, is kind of is scary, honestly. Like, I went to the bullpen to watch the, the starting pitcher warm up. And, you know, if I dropped my glove or I dropped my phone, it would have bonked the guy in the head. You know They probably would have sued the life under me for injuring their starting pitcher, which, by the way, it was his birthday last night, so happy birthday to – I forgot his name. Uh, But he gave up eight runs on his birthday, so it wasn't – he didn't give himself a very good birthday present. But I I digress. I'm getting off track. But, like, again, I was – I could have touched the guy. And, you know, we we went there after the game. I was able to get a baseball. um, And, you know, but, you know, you're right there among the players. And I know minor leagues is way different from the major leagues, but still being able to be like right there, get players signing stuff. I mean, one player gave a little girl a, a bat, like through the, through the netting that they have to protect fans. Um, it's, it's really neat. Now, again, I think NASCAR is the best sport, major sport when it comes to fan access, but baseball has to be a close second. Cause even in the major leagues, I mean, what other sport has the most souvenirs? I mean, baseball easily takes the cake on that one. So, um, I just, I just thought that was neat, wanted to share that because I think everybody's kind of been saying that NASCAR is the best sport in terms of fan access for a long time. And I do still think that's true, but I think baseball uh, is certainly a close second. Before we uh, do a light recap of the Coke 600 and a light preview of Gateway, we need to talk about the penalty news from yesterday. Ooh, Chase I Briscoe, and I, yeah, I haven't told Emily yet, which it wasn't strategic. I just, I forgot. Um, but Chase Briscoe Emily, if you think the penalty to Hendrick Motorsports this year was something, wait till you hear this. Chase Briscoe, guys, um you know that terrible feeling that you have when you're throwing up and you really can't like fix it or do anything. That's how Chase Briscoe has felt this year. Now he's only four points out of the playoffs, but that team has been just terrible this year. They've had thirty fifth place speed this almost every week it seems, and then they luck into finishing twenty fifth on a weekly basis. But it's like throwing up on your hands and knees, begging for mercy, and then the school bully comes and kicks you in the stomach and takes your milk money and laughs at you. Uh, NASCAR issued an L3-level penalty, the most severe punishment under the sanctioning body's deterrent system to Stuart Haas Racing after the discovery of a counterfeit part in the team's number 14 Ford. Now, the important word to note here is not modified it is counterfeit. So say you have a dollar bill here and you scribble a little bit on it that's modified, but say you're one of those really smart people that they do uh, like a whole TV show about on the Discovery Channel at 1130 at night and you make some illegal money, then that's counterfeit. So I know I right. that was a really difficult explanation. They didn't modify a part They counterfeited a part. They made a fake part. Stuart Haas racing in the number 14 team for Chase Prisco. I mean, they're they're idiots. Yeah. And the thing that I find worse is, I mean, they're they're not going to appeal, obviously. I mean, they got caught red-handed. But the thing that I find worse isn't the fact that they tried to make a counterfeit part. It's the fact that they labeled it. They, like, you know, NASCAR parts, just like most anything else, have like a manufacturing number on them they put that number on there it was clear and obvious it was the funny, very
1: deliberate
0: yeah, the funny thing to me though is the fact that they had an illegal part which I'm not technical enough to explain what it is um, but they had an illegal part and they were the slowest car on the track in stage 1 on Monday <laughs> like that's just insult to injury, salt in the wound you were getting passed by Ty Dillon and BJ McLeod and you had a counterfeit part Um, let me try to find... Okay, it's the Engine Panel nac duct Um, I assume NAC is an acronym because it's in all caps, but, um, yeah. Uh, and then Elton Sawyer, competition director, says just don't mess with a single source part. You know, it's that old saying, you know, mess around and find out. There's a much more obscene way I could say that I'm not going to, but, you know, mess around, find out. That's what Chase Briscoe and the team did. They found out... I haven't even told you the the penalty, Emily. They were deducted... Or docked, rather. 120 points... In the owner and driver standings. That is 20 more points... Than the Hendrick teams... And colleague was issued. Uh, That's an owner and driver. Briscoe goes from 17th... To 32nd in the standings. There was an additional loss... Of 25 playoff points... Should Briscoe and the team qualify for the postseason and get this to crew chief Johnny Clausmeyer, a six race suspension and a $250,000 fine? Guys, crew chiefs don't make the money these drivers do. They will feel that in the Clausmeyer household. His wife is probably just like fuming right now. She probably had the budget all laid out. And now he's just gone and docked him two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I wonder if the bank is going to get suspicious. You know, when he goes to draw that money, he's like, "Why are you drawing out two hundred fifty thousand dollars, John?" He's like, "Oh, got penalized by NASCAR." They're like, mm. "You don't think the team's going to
1: cover that?" No, they
0: probably will. Actually, I'm just making this up for comedic effect. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that that hurts. Um, suspended for the next six races. I haven't seen who's going to fill in yet. Uh, there's that's probably already been released. Um, at least Briscoe himself didn't get suspended, but holy cow, 120 points! And if they qualify, if they have to win to make the playoffs, now it's going to be virtually impossible to point their way in with only 11 or 12 races left. Um, but if they do make the playoffs, say they win a race, they win a stage. Say they have six playoff points. They get deducted to 25. They are now negative 19 playoff points in the playoffs. And that's how the points are reset in the playoffs, by how many playoff points you have. Simply put, they're screwed. Uh, Their season is over. I mean, if they make the playoffs, they're not getting past the first round unless he just has another Cinderella run like he did last year. It is over for for the Chase Prisco team. Um, I doubt they would have made the playoffs anyway, honestly. I know they're only one spot out, but they just – they hadn't had speed. But Emily – I'm going to start posting clips from the show to YouTube Shorts to try to get some more recognition for it. Um, so I want your full, unfiltered opinion. Go off. Do something viral. What is your take on the penalty for Chase Briscoe's team? Oh, gosh. I think it's
1: well-deserved.
0: Yeah. I think
1: that's a big,
0: freaking deal. Mm-hmm. How do you think this impacts their season? Because, again, I mean, they were still in contention, but... They basically got to win to make the playoffs. If they get in, they're at a huge disadvantage, and this crew chief is gone for the next six races. I mean, what, what do you think about that, and just how does this impact the season as a whole? Because it's not looking good for Stuart Haas right now.
1: I mean, negatively.
0: I mean, that is not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, that, I mean, that's an understatement. 120 points that's one of the biggest penalties in nascar history i i believe um i think they kind of let them oh yeah and nascar is i mean this is the fourth major penalty this year um fourth major penalty this year and this does impact the points ty gibbs is now the first man out uh this helps out bubba and bowman each by 11 points they got bumped up there uh, briscoe is actually now 31st not 32nd so He uh, goes to 172 points now, down from 292. Um, Yeah, just, I don't know. We now know here on Thursday night that Chase Elliott will not race at Gateway. Corey LaJoy will fill in for him, and Carson Josevar will make his cup debut in the 7. Brian Blaney, though, won the Coke 600, locked himself in the playoffs. We did have a full recap show on Tuesday of the Coke 600. But Emily, what are your thoughts on this race? What do you think about the Chase Elliott suspension? A lot happened Monday night, and by the way, the race got nearly 3.4 million viewers, which I know it's a holiday and everything, but for a Monday, that's really good. But what did you think about the Coca-Cola 600 and about Chase Elliott suspension?
1: better follow the rules. If there's a rule, if there's a consequence, it needs to be followed. So, no matter who it is, no matter how popular of a driver they are, the rules
0: are rules. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Do you think, I mean, I I think my answer would be cut and dry, but do you think they followed the precedent, and how similar do you think the incident with Bubba and Larson was to the incident with Denny and Chase?
1: Yeah. every tiny little detail, but at the end of the day, it's the fact that, like, things were done with
0: intent, and that should be, um, have a similar consequence, so. Yeah. How much, now, I mean, obviously, it's going to hurt him in the points this weekend, um, but Dale Earnhardt once said, and I said this in the, in the poster show for Las Vegas last year, too, Dale Earnhardt, though, once said that having another driver in your race car is about the worst punishment that a driver can face. Or the, right, not you know, that was in the days when the was Legend was suspending people. Mm-hmm. When you're injured, that's like the worst thing that can happen. Um, how do you think this impacts like, Obviously in the point standings and for a season and everything, but also just morale wise, it's gotta hurt seeing another driver uh, take your spot even if it's just for four hours.
1: Yeah, I mean I can imagine that would be incredibly incredibly difficult.
0: Yeah, got to hurt. Not the
1: perspective
0: you want to have. No. And, I mean, these guys the are, you race. know, they do it for a living, but it, it's still tough. Uh, moving on to Gateway. Before we talk about Gateway, we're actually going to talk about the point standing. So, Emily, this race has only happened at one time. Uh, everybody calls it St. Louis. It's actually in Illinois. It's really close to St. Louis. It's it's a weird deal. Uh, but the point standings going into St. Louis, which is really, like, something something illinois um because the rate that's weird you know everybody's saying we're going to st louis the race name is the enjoy illinois 300 do you see why this doesn't really i mean come on nascar you can do a little better but ross chastain leads ryan blaney in the regular season by one point leads byron by four harvick by eight truex by 13 And Bell by 17, so the top six in the regular season separated by only 17 total points and less than three points on average. Ten winners this year through 13 races. Those are Blaney, Byron, Truex, Bell, Reddick, Hamlin, Bush, Larson, Stenhouse, Logano. Three drivers this year have won multiple races. Larson and Kyle Busch each with two, Byron with three. Chastain, the first man in on points, plus 165. Harvick, plus 157. Brad Keselowski, plus 113. Busher plus 87. Bubba, plus 46. Bowman, plus 15. Last man in. First man out, Ty Gibbs, minus 15. Suarez, minus 20. LaJoy, minus 38. 42 back is Austin Sindrick, McDowell, 46 back. Haley, 49 back. Todd Gillen, 52 back. Almondinger 59 back. Eric Amarola, 63 back. From here on out, um, I think if you're at Eric Jones level, so 70 points back or below, I think you kind of have to win. So it's Jones, Priest, who doesn't have a top 10 this year. Elliott, who's minus 81. That's going to get worse. He has to win now. Uh, Burton, Austin Dillon, Briscoe, minus 124. Uh, Gregson and Ty Dillon. Emily, what are your opinions on the standings? Anybody really impressing you this season? Anybody really disappointing you this season?
1: Oh, I think you already know my answer.
0: Is Denny disappointing you this year? What a
1: disappointment he is. I am just so bummed. He needs to step
0: it up and show up. Yeah. Got the win at Kansas. It's not like he was really just tearing it up at Charlotte. I mean, he had a fast car, but only five top tens this year. I mean, you know.
1: Not what I was expecting. No.
0: And no disrespect to Bubba, but Bubba has the same amount of top tens as Denny Hamlin. I mean, he's just... Yeah. I mean, you're looking at
1: someone who should be a champion and someone who's building their racing
0: career yeah. and they have comparable results and it's just it's you know again it's not necessarily a dig above bubba it, but it's just it's weird to see denny i mean he's only eighth in the regular season it's not that bad but again five top tens through 13 races Uh, owner standings wise this only really matters for the 48 and the 9 but the 48 is wait what does that say 15th the 9 is 16th manufacturer wise the bowtie brigade still leads by 39 over toyota 49 over ford ford is 10 back of toyota chevy 8 wins toyota 4 and ford with two moving on to gateway this is a one and a quarter mile track it's relatively flat based out in illinois but everybody calls it st louis we are going there for only the second time you can go watch stat tracking over on the spotter stand youtube channel to see who was fast there last year but joey logano is the defending winner of this race kyle bush was second the main story though emily was ross chastain versus denny hamlin ross chastain versus chase elliott basically ross chastain versus everybody this is where ross chastain really started making people mad especially mr denny hamlin uh chase Elliott. well he won't be in this race but emily i don't want your win pick just yet but who are some guys that you think could be fast this weekend out in saint louis under the arch you know
1: i think we may see um i, I hope we see larson um Making some moves and not ending up
0: in a crash. That'd be (laughs) be nice. Um I'd love to see
1: I'd love to see Jenny up there, but I
0: don't know that we will. Um I'd love to see Logano. Yeah.
1: Defending. I would have said Elliot, but but
0: it's happening. Well, he he can be up front in it on NASCAR heat five. So that counts.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um I think Kyle Busch this year has really been, like... I don't
1: talk about him. I <laughs> do he's going to lose. We don't
0: talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Kyle Busch. But Kyle Busch this right. year has really been, um, like, Jekyll and Hyde to the extreme. When he's on, he's on. Look at California, Talladega. Uh, but when that team is off, like Martinsville, they they run 20th. And I feel like that's indicative of a lot of teams this year, uh, like Denny. Um but he was second in this race a year ago. I just feel like this is a race where Kyle Bush shows up. Um, I want to pick Logano because he's the defending winner. But A, that's boring. B, he's 14th in the regular season, and aside from Atlanta, he has shown no signs of being a race-winning contender this year. I think he'll get yeah. there as the year goes on. But give me KFB. Give me Kyle Bush to get his third win of the season. Now, I don't think he's going to dominate. I think until we get four or five years into this race, we're not going to see necessarily a dominant car here because nobody has the notes for it. But I just feel like Kyle Busch is going to be really good. And watch out for Blaney to go back to back. He was fourth here a year yeah. ago. I am um, avoiding
1: that
0: topic too, because I just felt uh, not a
1: fan. Not a fan of Blaney? Why not? No. What it? Did... I, I don't really like his
0: name. You don't like his name? <laughs> That's funny. Let, it, let the record show, though, that Ryan Blaney has a very cute dog. So, just mm, saying. I don't like
1: dogs either, so.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot. You're one of those people. Uh, by the way, yeah. shout out to my doggo. He turns 11 tomorrow, which Aww, makes Mage. me sad. But
1: I like Mage.
0: That's good. I'm glad you like my dog. Um, yeah,
1: not when he's, like, slobbery or gets his hair on me, but he's yeah. okay.
0: I remember, Emily. I don't know if you remember this or not, but it was, a, like, probably f- four or five years ago. And, you know, I'm just going to call you out here. Emily sleeps late, okay? Um, but Emily <laughs> Emily was sleeping on a pull-out couch, okay, at our house. I think the whole family was there for, for something or other. Yeah. May um, have been Easter probably or something. Um, but Emily's sleeping on a pull-out couch in our study area. And you know it's like probably 10 o'clock by now everybody's had breakfast or everything um and she's still not awake and so her mom comes up and she's like hey Samuel can you go wake Emily up and I'm like sure and then I look over at Mage and he winks at me and he says all right I know what we're gonna do some parts of the story may be slightly (laughs) exaggerated and so Emily's still sleeping like a baby I go over I grab one of Major's treats and I put it on the bed. Not on Emily, because even at, like, ten years old, I wasn't that cruel. But I put it beside her, knowing that she doesn't really like dogs. And I go, okay, mage, go! And he goes, and he jumps on the sofa bed, and he slobbers on Emily a little bit, and wakes her up. I don't know if you remember that or not. I have a really vivid memory of that, because I was probably just hysterically laughing. Um, but, yeah, that might be a reason that you don't like dogs. But, um, yeah, that was... That was fun, <laughs> And no, my dog okay, did not actually went like so. at me. What was that?
1: I said I didn't really like him before that
0: either, but... That's true. Okay. Is he your favorite dog, though? Is that safe to say, considering he's, like, the only one that you actually really know? Yeah. Okay.
1: I actually know. I know some other dogs.
0: You do know some other dogs. That's good.
1: I know Little Birdie.
0: Oh, yeah, a Little Birdie. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Little, little Birdie Berry. Not She's just a,
1: Birdie. Little Birdie.
0: Little Birdie. Little Birdie. Um, little Birdie. Uh, yeah, Mage
1: is probably my favorite because he kind of leaves me alone these days. That's
0: good, yeah. He, he's old and he likes to leave people alone, but he's yeah. really cute. So, so happy birthday, Mate! He's 11 years old, uh, which makes me sad, but, you know, getting old a part of life. So, but yeah. on that very depressing note... I think that's all we have, so make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share if you're on YouTube, rate us, follow us, share us, um, you can listen to us on YouTube, on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel, which will have plenty of coverage for Gateway in Portland all week long, watch on Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can get your podcast. and you can also email us below the online podcast at gmail.com. I'll be back tomorrow to preview gateway and then our next episode will be on Monday, maybe in person, maybe not. We'll see, but we know we will be in person, uh, probably for the good majority of, of the next week or two weeks. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad, I'm glad to watch you be able to do some in-person shows Emily, like a very professional podcast that we are, um, going to be a lot of fun. So gateway this weekend, this Sunday, uh, tomorrow we'll have the schedule and, um, picks to win again so thank you all for watching uh, or listening uh, we will see you soon emily any final thoughts no just thank you to our are
1: we on youtube or watchers?
0: uh we're youtube and podcast okay thank you to our youtube watchers and podcast listeners because
1: we could not do it without
0: them we truly could not we will see you all tomorrow everybody goodbye